You will not believe the crazy shit I read today, Willie. Did you read my journal again? Yeah, you really need to stop leaving it open on your OnlyFans cam. I just... <sighs> then again, I paid for the premium, so... I mean, it's either the journal or my butthole. Whatever works, but according to jposts.com, uh-huh. the United States and Jerusalem have been in contact with aliens who are part of a quote-unquote galactic federation and they are boycotting us right now because they feel we are not ready to join said federation this is not the best representation of what we can offer to the world how shitty would it be if aliens just happened to be cruising by the planet and 2020 was the year that they decided to just reference us how about we just skip along over to jupiter's titan and let's see if we find somebody else there yeah let's let's just Maybe we'll circle back, maybe not, but I'm going to go check out Uranus. Ooh, can I come? Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. I'm your host, Scooter McGee, and that's your other host, Shooter McGavin. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And just like Grizzly Adams, he does not have a beard. I don't. You know what happens when I try to grow a beard, Scott? Doves cry? I wish I could be like Prince. Hey, speaking of Prince, <laughs> I'm just, I listened to the book Ready Player Two. Do you remember the movie Ready Player One? I like how you say, I listened to the book and you've given up on reading. There's no time for that. I can listen to an audiobook while showering, pooping, mats... matsoning and mastering all of my genitalia watching master classes yeah i haven't turned that on in a while your genitalia no that's only for people that have covid apparently that's a long long long-term side effect now is no uh, for real did you hear this yeah a long-term side effect that they're discovering right now from covid19 is erectile dysfunction in men oh my gosh i'm never leaving my house again We never thought that what was going to save the United States was toxic masculinity, but it's here. Well, if if one good thing can come out of this, maybe it's that. But, you know, enough about enough about the outside. What's what's going on on the inside? I did want to mention the Ready Player Two thing, because I know that that was a weird train of thought. But let me just say this for a second. In the book, there is an entire section dedicated to Prince. And they follow his path and they do some things in the book in Minneapolis. That's awesome. And they say they say street addresses. And I'm just, it felt like I was a part of something. I was listening to this like, I know this street. That's Hennepin Avenue. And it's pronounced all the right way, spelled the right. It's real things, Scott, with real stores. It felt, it felt pretty, it felt like we were a part of a big city for once. We are part of a, a little big city. Two of them, actually. Which is why we call them the Twin Cities. The last time I felt like I was a part of a big media moment was when I saw the movie Jingle All the Way. Nothing else has been recorded since then? Here in the, in the, in the good old state of Minnesota? Has there been? I'm glad you asked because as, as I pro- proved in the last podcast, I am just a uh, you know, walking, talking bastion of knowledge. How could you forget such greats like... Inside Lewin Davis, or I can't remember the last time I was in Two Dudes, or technically Fargo was after that one. 
Does Fargo count as Minnesota or just a place that exists in a galaxy far away from us? It was recorded here in Minnesota. And then naturally, I can't believe you forgot about Jennifer's body. (laughs) Who is Jennifer's body? Was that with Megan Fox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That was filmed in Minnesota. Oh, that was by the writer of Juno. Yeah, Diablo Cody. Is that her name? She's a writer who became a stripper for a while to kind of like write about what it's like. Uh-huh. And then she made such famous films with Diablo Cody's as the, I don't, I think that's, I don't know if it's her actual name or if it's her pen name, but. Either way, she's produced some good stuff. And I, I did see a hot take recently that Jennifer's Body is a way better film than Juno. And I don't know if I paid attention in that film beyond just looking at Megan Fox. I never saw it. Well, you know what you're going to get to see this year? I guess in in the coming year? What? What am I going to get to see? A ton of Warner Brothers films. Like a ton of them. I'm assuming you're somebody subscribed to HBO Max, right? I subscribe through somebody who has a subscription, yes. You're a paying subscriber? That's what I heard. Everything else just went in one ear and yeah, we're good. Uh, So did you see the news this week in our movies Warner Brothers is going to be releasing all of their 2021 movies in theaters and HBO Max simultaneously. What are your thoughts on this? My initial thought is that's really cool for us who, you know, may be stuck at home longer than other people because we are lower on the list of vaccine receivers. But then I read that somebody as big and powerful in the, in the movie industry named Christopher Nolan, he was very upset at this. And I was like, you know what, Christopher Nolan, you need to just get over yourself. Do you not recognize that a pandemic happened? That's what I said in my head right away. I did not say it out loud. I didn't say it to anybody else. This Christopher Nolan guy's... Yeah, tell tell me why Christopher Nolan, indie film director, somebody who's just getting by on his bootstraps, is mad about this. As it turns out, he thinks, or one of the biggest complaints is, if you release a digital version, pirates will get a hold of it And it will be all over the internet before anybody has a chance to make money off of it, is is what I would assume. Not that it's going to kill theaters. Not that it's going to, you know, destroy movie making as is. It's because they're not going to be able to reap the rewards of their hard labor. I I can understand that. And I listened to uh, some shows today talking about this as well. So Christopher Nolan, who is worth a measly 200 plus million dollars is financially going to be in ruins because of this christopher nolan who has made several you know billion dollar films for the movie industry he's got a little bit of pull here right small amount of clout he does and so let he he was also talking about how he thinks warner brothers was kind of negotiating in bad faith how they always had this plan to do something like this they're just kind of like using 2021 as a testing ground for future years and not really giving in-theater movies their due, killing that as a movie-going process. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I, I saw some other hot takes this week about someone like Gal Gadot, who was caught off guard by this and many other actors. And I mean, we kind of forget the fact that there's thousands of employees on movie sets doing Everything from food service to everything in between. Yeah, casting and, and crew. They all, they all risk losing money, salary, jobs because of this. Gal Gadot, here's a, here's a great example. 
So in her contract, she would be for Wonder Woman 1985? Four. Is that what it is? 1984. She is expected to earn $10 million from this film, provided that it nets a specific amount of money in the box office. Right. There isn't really going to be a box office. So there's controversy right now that it's potentially Warner Brothers is going to have to pay her out of that contract for renegotiating deals. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. And I'm sure lawyers, once again, lawyers everywhere are just like, mount up. I, right. All the lawyers are rightly so kind of being predatory on this saying, hey, I have a chance to earn my client a ton of money and I want a cut of it. But I do want to bring this up. Somebody like the main actor in a film, Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. has every right to negotiate something to earn $10 million. Yeah, absolutely. While her crew doesn't. They are uh, union workers, most likely. Yeah. Right. So if a show like Dune, or a, a, I shouldn't call it a show, a movie like Dune, which is set to be the first part of an upcoming series of films, doesn't do well in the box office and HBO, all of these other crew members risk losing their jobs. But the selfish side of me is like, screw it, guys. We all just want to see your films. This gives us a chance to do that safely. Yeah. As, as the consumer part, right? As the consumer human who is stuck working from home, do, do I feel safe enough going to a, to a theater in the middle of a pandemic? No, I do not. I'm sorry, AMC. I'm sorry, Regal, whoever you go to. I'm not going to your, you know crappy not planned for a pandemic theater i'm just not yeah and i would love to go there i've i've been so sad watching the trailers app on my tv and like nothing has come out (laughs) this this whole year it's still on the trailers that came out back in you know january and march that were the big blockbusters i was looking forward to seeing this year and they keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed so do i want to see a movie in a theater again yes would it be also cool if I could see that same movie that I was going to see in the theater in the comfort of my own home, in the safety of my own home? More so, yes. The human side of me says, I feel bad that you're getting kind of screwed over here because in if you just look at it on any wavelength of employment, it's it's not great. We could argue that, yes, these actors are paid very well, but the people in craft services probably aren't, and those are the people that are most likely to get screwed. So it would be very interesting to hear from those people and not Gal Gadot, who is going to make millions of dollars on this, you know. Good for you. No matter what. You're a great actor. I want to see you in more films because you're good at your craft. But there's more than just you. And I'm not saying, like, go make another social media Imagine video clip, you know, to... To rally people to your cause, Ugh. awkward, because that would be dismissive. You know, you're you're a human being as well, but you're on one end of the chain, and there's a lot of other links in it that we we need to understand. I would say that if anybody can back this, this is me maybe touting to HBO and upper company. I do believe that they have the ability to execute on something like this where other brands might not be able to in the same way. When you get giant production out of something like Game of Thrones via HBO, I think they can shoulder the burden 
of funding some of these movies, provided they're doing it the right way. Because I would argue that an entire season of Game of Thrones is just kind of the biggest example, probably costs more than producing Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad you used one of the worst television shows in history to talk about this because, you know, even though it didn't make a lot of money, Game of Thrones, because it was so reviled during its eight seasons it still went eight seasons so obviously they had to spend more and they were literally just burning this money because nobody liked this show make more than one movie that you can record in two years like wonder woman 1984 god i hated it it was the worst every episode yeah it's kind of funny there's people that will go back and watch friends every single year present company included who me <laughs> there are people who will go and rewatch feel good shows like uh, Parenthood, The Office, The Office, oh movies, movies. Yeah, it's just something that something that makes you laugh, something that makes you cry. Then there's Game of Thrones, who did it so well for seven out of eight years. That's ninety percent. I'm bad at math. Don't hold me to that. That's ninety percent ish favorable. But then they. Then they had sex with one goat, Willie. (laughs) You fuck one goat and everybody looks at you weird and doesn't invite you to Thanksgiving dinner. Speaking of the holidays, this week in our picks, somebody posted a, uh, a very heartfelt letter that I would like to read to you right now. And just just forewarning, it's it's going to get a little emotional here. So, ooh, I like letters. So, yeah, the the post is. I'm a UPS driver, and I cried when I opened up our son's letter to Santa. The letter Why goes. Why is he opening up his son's letter? I know it's it's totally illegal to open up somebody else's mail. However, it went a little something like this: Dear Santa, I would really like to spend more time with my dad, so I would really love and appreciate it if you could help him get off of work early, because he is a UPS worker, and people are ordering so many presents. So I would love it if you could help him in any way. Sincerely, Jonah. God damn it, Jonah. Hit me right in the feels. The the gentleman who posted this, he re- he basically said like, you know, I'm doing this so that my wife can she she's she's a beauty salon worker and she wants to buy the space from the person who she rents it from. That person decided to sell that space earlier than expected. So the dad took this job so they could save up money so she could buy this space and they would be better off for it because then she could basically run the whole show herself and they would just have a better grasp on their finances and stuff. And it, and so... Then dad gets to hang out with Jonah the whole time. Yeah, it, it might open up more room for Jonah and dad in the future, but right now, how do you explain that to somebody who is only seeing their you know their parent gone for extended periods of time I, man this that's a weird dichotomy in a in a year like this that i bet the majority of letters getting sent out say get my parents out of the goddamn house they're here all the time i can't masturbate in peace i don't know what to do anymore i'm clogging the sink but then you've got because the opposite side of the spectrum <laughs> and it's something like this yeah this is one of those amazing moments that I do remember growing up having those moments when you would just be super excited for your parent to get home. 
Did you did you ever do anything fun waiting waiting for mom or dad to get home? My parents both worked full-time jobs when I was growing up and a lot of times I would go to an extended daycare kind of thing after school. So I would just basically hang out at school in a room with a bunch of other kids while we waited for our parents to finish work. You know, I I just did kids things. Speaking of nostalgic trips down memory lane, there is something we can do to help out kids like Jonah in those types of situations. The United States Postal Service has a program called Operation Santa, and it it's it's described as each year hundreds of thousands of letters are sent to Santa from children and families and they arrive at post offices around the country. Most letters ask for toys and games, etc. Some ask for basic necessities, and some ask for help for themselves and their loved ones, like Jonah. The United States Postal Service Operation Santa makes it possible for individuals and organizations to adopt these letters and send responses and thoughtful gifts in Santa's place. I didn't know this existed, and it's super... Yeah, so basically... It's super uplifting. What you do is you, you can look at all of these letters that people have posted, and if you're able to help that person or family out by getting them what they want like you adopt that letter and you buy the present you ship it the this site gives you like all the instructions on how to respond and stuff and the family receives a package from santa claus how awesome is that i'm 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 gonna do that yeah well this year has posted in the notes of course this year's been really interesting for me and it's really been the last couple of weeks I've had a ton of people around me, coworkers, friends, who have all said, Willie, you seem really off. And you're right. I have been. So I'm going to address that here because I know that some people have been wondering. There's nothing special happening. And I was going back through old photos and with life changing as much as it has this year for me, going into a pandemic, the day-to-day of work being different, the like moving, getting out of a relationship, so many things happening. It's all starting to weigh on me that everything is different. It's not the same. And it's starting to make me feel a little bit more frustrated, sad, and depressed. But that's... If it wasn't against copyright rules, I would sing Kelly Clarkson's Whatever Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger right now. Just, that's from me. Can you sing Stronger by Britney Spears? Cause now I'm stronger than yesterday. That does that does it for me in ways you don't know, Scott. And that's all I can sing, because we don't want this episode to get taken down. I, I bring all of this up, though, because I, I'm not somebody who really likes things like Christmas, and Thanksgiving, and holidays. But I've been finding myself this year really drawn to some of the cliched moments of this holiday. Listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You on repeat. I do that in June, though. That doesn't really count. That's just, like, one of the best songs ever made. Like, I want to go get a real Christmas tree. Oh, okay. When's the last Christmas tree you purchased? A real one or a fake one? Both. Well, fake one, we bought a second one this year. We now have a skinny one and a regular weight tree. I'm sorry. Explain? I'm so confused. Okay. You buy your tree by weight? So... If we're judging trees based on their looks, which we as Americans do, you want a th- you want a thick daddy. Yeah, that's right. Everybody wants the nice, lush, plush bottom and uh, to get skinnier and taper at the top. You want a juicy dump truck of a tree. 
So we moved into a small apartment a couple of years ago and didn't have room for that juicy booty tree. So instead, I had to get something which is closer to a like a marathon runner tree or a tree that's been doing keto maybe a little bit too long and if i i mean i guess can we post it in the show notes can we post a picture of it i'll just yeah yeah i can post a a photo Uh, i'll just yeah i'll figure it i'll send you a picture you know what anyway post post it on our instagram when the show goes live and i'll post a thing to that good call good call we'll post it on our what figuring this whole thing out sub for that instagram account that's sub for that instagram account is that subliminal is that not <laughs> no that's that's right on the nose no that's bliminal yeah that's just, that's it's not sub it's it's bliminal perfect is that how that works i don't know language scott doesn't know math we're all both idiots there's a subliminal for that uh hey speaking of christmas trees though i've really wanted my own like a real christmas tree oh i've always purchased one I, did, what oh tannenbaum oh tannenbaum then there's more german words but yes continue oh got it got it got it you're just okay scott dated himself again did you know that uh, ikea started selling trees this year yeah they're like little charlie brown looking ones kind of yeah know. take a look at now like everything from ikea i love ikea and i like putting things together i'm a really big fan <laughs> of christmas trees as well do you see how the christmas tree comes packaged scott that's what this post was in reference to. Okay. I, I totally missed the Ikea part. I just saw... Well, it just... It didn't register in my head. I saw Ikea is now selling Christmas trees. It's going to be a long night. And then I saw this box of grass. It's just a box of pine needles. That's hilarious. <laughs> Could you imagine just sitting there for hours putting stuff together? Like each branch is just like a brown stick. And you, ha- like it, you have to buy the glue separately, of course. They, they have a wrench, one hex wrench. It's not for the tree. They just, it's a requirement to ship it with every Ikea product. In Sweden, they made it like a legal thing that they must give you a set of hex wrenches. You know, if I do think about Ikea, though, I, I want to bring this up outside of this meme of Christmas trees, which is super dumb and I love it. Have you, you shouldn't, but have you heard of how busy Ikeas are right now? No, I would hope they aren't because it's the worst shopping experience known to man. When there isn't a pandemic. So, okay, you've been to the one in Bloomington, south of Minneapolis. The the line, there's always like 12 or more spots, but only six of them are really ever open. And then the line usually backs up a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, halfway through the warehouse. Yeah, that's a little bit. So the line the other weekend... When all it wraps when it gets to the end so that the, you can only go to the checkout and then it all wraps. It went all the way down to the end of the warehouse, turned the corner, went all the way down into the like the plant area, wrapped the corner again and went all the way back to lighting. Why were you in this Ikea? That's what somebody told me. Oh, I wasn't okay. there because I was thinking about going to Ikea. And then this person was like, this is the line. You know they now have pickups, like you can order, you can click it and pick it up. It's a thing. Everywhere does it. Do that. Don't stand in line in Ikea. Because there was this post that I was thinking about posting, and because memes were so popular this week, where it showed a bunch of people, it showed a bunch of checkout lines, and then it showed one person. 
manning the checkout lines. And that is your experience anytime you go to an Ikea. 45 checkout lanes, four employees. Yeah, and those employees have to just hate what they're doing. What's wrong, Ikea? You, you've got this big warehouse, so you're not, you're not spending a lot on what it looks like. The furniture, as we all know, you're not spending a lot on it as it's mostly particle board just pressed together with glue. Why can't you put 10, 20 people on these checkout lanes for us? And just do it for like an hour. Just do like, I used to work for Target in a store. And they would, they would do an all call and just be like, Can everybody please come up to the, to the registers? Please just come up to the registers now. We've got a lot of people. Walgreens has a famous thing. They say they call over the intercom and they go, uh, I see three, which is I see three people in line. And then they call a bunch of everybody up there. That's nice. And then Trader Joe's just rings that bell and we have no idea what that means. They're happy with us? Maybe it's the erection bell. Hey, I got another one. <laughs> Everybody's got that dude who's just super excited. Thanks, Bill. So did you get a tree? No. My, my roommate despises holidays, so... I bought a bench to work out with, though, so I got that going for me. Oh, I mean, you could decorate that. You could put some fancy lights on it or something. I'll just set it up with, like, underglow, like all these RGB lights everywhere, and every time I hit one pump, the light, the, the color changes. It'd be the freaking coolest streaming workout room ever. Well, speaking of things that are bright and colorful, this week in our Murdered by Words was a really funny post and it was titled i proudly served in the gay wars of 07 uh, i'm sorry what no on on the old tweeters which we are on as What's up for that somebody posted from raw story that said fox guest says lgbt rainbow flag is just as offensive as a confederate flag to which somebody responded Remember that time when LGBTQ people got together and plunged America into bloody civil war so they could own straight people as property? And somebody commented on that by saying, Raised on a gay plantation in the Bay Area, knitting tiny sweaters for Bichon till our hands bled. My parents died in the glitter mines. I've seen the movie Rent. So what do you think, Willie? Do you think that one flag is just as offensive as the other? Is a... Trump 2020 flag just as offensive as a Biden actually won losers flag. Yes, we did. The correct answer is, Willie, you're wrong. They are not the same flags. They don't stand for the same thing. And whoever posted that from Raw Story is taking crazy pills. That's been a lot this year. Scott, There, there's just so much anger inside me. Yes. When I see stuff like this, I... There's somebody who is sitting in their house thinking, just not interacting with, but thinking about someone who might like somebody of the of the same sex and they're getting angry at it. And they're just getting they're just starting to like fume while sitting at home. And this frustration, maybe it's a bunch of like built up angst because they can't have what they want, which is another dude inside them. Maybe it's because they're and, not six feet and they keep getting rejected on Tinder. Exactly. And like, it's just so infuriating. I, I'm losing words for the fact that people are trying to justify their own ineptitudes because of other people. Having a Confederate flag shows that you 
support losers. Yes, and you believe that white people are better than anybody else. I don't know how many times we have to say it. It's like the SpongeBob meme, right? How many times do we have to tell you, supporter of the Confederate flag, that you lost? It's time to get over it. It's time to get over it. Show me, show me one thing. Tell me one thing. You can post it in our comments. You can email us at... Sub for that. Podcast at gmail.com. I just want somebody who's against it to say, like, something that makes sense logically. And the reason people don't do this is because it is illogical. There is no good reason. How many times have we seen people just, like, spew their hatred, and then it turns out that they get caught, like, at a club or cheating on their spouse with somebody of the same sex and it's just because for whatever reason they were abused at some point in their life and taught that this is wrong it's just hate passing down hate we've got to be the ones that say like you can you can stop this right now you can be the one who doesn't pass it on to the next generation you can be the one that accepts that love is love and it's okay it's it's quite literally not affecting you in any way I saw this video earlier this week of this guy, probably younger than us, in his mid-20s, early 20s, was telling his mom that he's an atheist. And his mom has this visceral reaction of someone who is incredibly religious and says, how dare you? I'm bringing you to church every weekend. That's her initial reaction. Beat it out of him. Not understanding... Not caring, not listening, but as a punishment for you saying those words to me, I'm going to bring you to the thing that I want you to care about as much as I do. It's sad. Later on in the video, she says, I'm not going to let you celebrate Christmas. I'm not going to get you any gifts because Christmas is about Jesus. To which the guy says, okay, I'm just telling you that I don't believe in in Jesus. The same way that that people say, I don't think it's appropriate to have a Confederate flag on the wall, but I do think it's okay for a woman and a woman, any gender to like any gender. That doesn't affect me. That's that's a thing that I'm okay with and I understand. But why why is it so difficult for certain people, a vast majority it feels like right now, to not have the wherewithal to say, maybe I'm wrong. So if you're one of those people... You should, you should definitely get a hold of us on Twitter. We'll keep our conversation live. Bring it to Twitter at sub for that. Or you can email us if you want to be more anonymous and let us know what your thoughts are. If you agree with us or you think we're idiots. But honestly, I want to know opinions. And and we're not the kind of people that are just going to lambast you or uh, make fun of you. You know, we are willing to be open in terms of conversation with you. If you just want to talk out your feelings. If you want to tell us about why you think the way you do, we're not here to break it down. It's just, I heard somebody say the other day that, oh, sadly, it was Matthew McConaughey with a voice of reason, say that we have to, you know, accept the other person as a human being and recognize that they are who they are and not completely just cancel them out, if so to speak, because they think differently. We can't just say... You don't think the way I do, therefore you don't exist. 
And I think I've said this before on the show earlier in the podcast. When does it come to the point where we start seeing each other as human beings with with different views, but are willing to accept that other view just comes from somewhere. And if we want to have the ability to get closer together rather than further apart as a country, we have to start talking and we have to start listening. What I would like as we wrap up this episode is for those of you that maybe celebrate the holidays in a different way, maybe it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, maybe you do something completely different. When Scott and I talk a a ton about Christmas, I think there's too many people right now that don't recognize that that isn't the only thing happening around the world. How do you celebrate? What is a way that you engage your family, your friends, that you bring that community together in this time when most people do? And we will share some of our favorites from what we've heard. And we're going to continue the conversation over on our Instagram at sub for that. That's the first time Scott had to do that. And I'm proud of him. He did it. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to get a hold of us, you can follow us. On Instagram, at SubForThat. On our Twitter, at SubForThat. You can email us at SubForThatPodcast at gmail.com. And you can slide into our DMs on our personal Twitters, at Scott Carolla and WildMN293. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's... Murder mittens. Blurst images. Anthropology. Or local multiplayer games... There's a, a sub for that. And we're recording. This is me recording all about how we got a podcast and we're recording now.